0: om shanno Mitrasham sham varuna shanno bhavatvarya shanna indro shanno vishnu namo brahmane namaste vayo twameva pratyeksham त्वमेव प्रत्यक्षं ब्रह्मवदिष्यामि Saha no bhunaktu, Saha Chandu samrusha bho vishvarupa chandobhyo sariram karma karma bhure visruvam Brahmāna kososime dhaya pihita shrutam me gopaya om shantish shanti om aham rakshasya reriva Kīrtepraṣṭhaṃ gīrērīvā ūrdhapavitra vājini vāsvamṛtamasmī Draviṃgum savarchasam sumedha amṛta kṣitah vedānu vachanam Om śānti Om purana mad puranam idam puranaat puranam adachchade puranasya puranam adhayapuranam ev vashishyade Om shante shante santi shrute smriti alayam karuna Namāmi bhagavat pāda Saṅkaram loka-saṅkaram Saṅkaram saṅkarāchāryam Vambadarayanam sutra bhasya Sutra-bhāśya-kṛtao-vande Bhagavanta-au-punapunah Īśvaro murti bheda Vyoma Vadvyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murthayena Akhandam Satchida Akhandam Satchida Nandam manasagocharam, Manasa Gocharam Avang Manasa Gocharam Atmanamakhila dharam ashraya bhishta siddh hai, ashraya bhishta siddh hai, arthatopyadvayanandan, arthatopyadvayanandan, atita dvaita bhanataha, atita dvaita bhanataha, guru naradhyavedanta, guru na sāram-vakṣye-yathāmade, sāram-vakṣye-yathāmade, We have shown how there is an identity between Jīva and ishvara both at the level of Upādhi, as well as at the level of the consciousness which is conditioned. Upadhi meaning the conditioning factor and upahita means the one who is conditioned. See, for example, in our standard example of the crystal, this red flower which seems to impart its color to the crystal is called upadhi because it imparts its attributes to the crystal and crystal is called upahita. Upadhi, that which imparts its attributes, upahita, that upon which the attributes are imparted. And in the real nature, this crystal is anupahita. Upadhi, and the past participle is upahita, that which is conditioned, so crystal is conditioned. But, crystal is conditioned from the standpoint of the viewer. Or from the standpoint of the one who does not know the true nature of the crystal. But from its own standpoint, how is the crystal? Unconditioned. Even while appearing conditioned or colored, the crystal remains uncolored, pure in its nature. And therefore, in reality, it is what we call anupahita, meaning unconditioned, unaffected. Thus we have the upami, the upahita, and anupahita. <coughs> the conditioning element the condition and the unconditioned. We were told that upādhi is looked upon in two ways, vyashti and samashti, the individual and the aggregate. From the standpoint of the vyashti upādhi or the individual upādhi, the upahita, the conditioned consciousness, is called jīvāya. From the standpoint of the samasti upādhi or the aggregate upādhi, the upahita, the condition, is called Īśvara. We are told that both the conditioning, upadhi, as well as condition, both are really one. And this was illustrated from the, ilu- the example of from the state of the deep sleep. The deep sleep of Ishwara is also the deep sleep of Jivam, in the sense that in the deep sleep there is no Jivatvam, as well as in deep sleep there is no Ishwaratum. because there is no specific identification at all there. And so the upadhi, At the causal state is one at the yasti and the samasti level just as the space that is conditioned by the tree or the space conditioned by the forest or the space reflected in the pool of water or the space reflected in the big reservoir. The space is the same because even though we feel that the space conditioned by the tree is a small space, that smallness and bigness are not in space. Space remains free from smallness and bigness and therefore The space that is conditioned also is the same. And from the, really speaking, even tree and forest are also not different in as much as forest is what we call the assembly and trees are what we call the components. Or forest is what we may call the universal and the tree is what we may call particular. What is forest is nothing but ness but the trees on the top there, and what you call forest, is tree ness in as much as the peculiarities of all the trees are merged into one. That's why we may call it tree ness. So, how the universal and the particular, the cause and effect, the assembly and components are not really different from each other. In that sense, the jiva and Ishvara are not different from each other. In that sense, and even the upadhi of jiva and upadhi of Ishvara also not. Essentially different from each other. <clears throat> now, going to the passage 49 on page 35, now we are told about the third entity called the Anupahita, the unconditional. <clears throat> <clears throat> आकाशयो हो जलाशय जले तद्गते प्रसिद्धिम् आकाशयो होवा आधारभूते अनुपहिते आकाशवते अनयो हो Adhyana Tadupahita Chaitanya Yoho Adhara Bhutam Yad Anupahitam Chaitanyam Tatturiyam Iti Uchade Shantam Shivam Advaidam chaturtham manyate sa-atma sa-vigniha talking about the anupahita like the crystal in its pure state and so also Chaitanyaam the consciousness the consciousness of the self which on account of the association with individual upādhi comes to be called jīva, which on account of association with the aggregate upādhi comes to be called Ishvara, who is he in, in his own true nature? It says, Gana-bruksa tad avatshinna ākāsaya ho, jalaśa jala tad jala pradvimba ākāsaya hova, ādhāra anupahita ākāsamata. So now looking at the space, example that we have in front of us of the tree in the forest and the space conditioned by the tree and the space conditioned by the forest. So we have what we call the conditioned space. Space conditioned and appearing as tree and the space conditioned and appearing as forest. But what is the to- real space? The space that really supports this. The space that is really Adhara, or the very support of this, very locus of the essence of this space is what we call Mahakasa, Akasha, Mahakasa, the total space, or the principle of space. Call it the principle of space, which alone call, comes to be called what we call the tree space, which comes to be called the forest space, and which even comes to be called tree, because as we have been saying, what we call tree is nothing but this conditioned space. Space alone when grossified, space is the subtlest element. Grosser than space is the air. Grosser than that is a fire. Grosser than that is water. Grosser than that is earth. And really speaking, therefore, what we call air is nothing but a modification of space. And what is fire is nothing but modification of air, and therefore of the space, and therefore, even earth also is nothing but the modification of space itself. Like we take the lump of gold and from that you make a rod, from that you make a bar, from that you make a wire. So, every although the names are different, it is a gold alone which appears in each different name and form and so also it is a space alone that appears as air and fire and water and earth and tree and forest and but the modification of earth. And therefore, we may say that the tree and forest really are nothing but modifications of space. So that is also space, a grossified space. They say for example, take the illustration of the electric bulb and electricity. So electricity is energy which is subtle and light is energy which is gross, let us say, because it is perceptible. But the tungsten filament through which the electricity passes, there is also energy really. Tungsten filament through which the electricity passes to manifest as light that tungsten filament also is nothing but crystallized or grossified energy so electricity is energy in a subtle form tungsten filament is energy in a gross form and the association of the electricity in the tungsten filament is what we call light so also we have what we call the upadi agnanam associated with upadi is chaitanyam or the consciousness and the association of them is called jiva, the individual self. All of these are nothing but one consciousness alone because one, just as the tungsten filament also is nothing but the electricity which is crystallized or grossified, energy. And so also what we call the upadi, the ajnanam, the ignorance and its products that is the five elements in the whole world is nothing but what you might call that same awareness appearing in a crystallized form, let us say all there is is awareness alone appearing in what you might call crystallized from just as the scientists tell us that what is matter is nothing but the waves of energy or crystallized energy and similarly also what is space alone is what we call the tree and the forest when space gets crystallized or or grossified then it alone comes to be called what we call tree in the forest and therefore the space the tree and the forest and conditioned space. So what we call there is a tree, there is space conditioned by a tree and there is what we call unconditioned space. Remember there is forest, space conditioned by forest and unconditioned forest. Or take the illustration of the reflection, there is sun, so there is we have a pool of water there is reflection of sun and there is unconditioned sun. Or a big reservoir reflection of the sun and unconditioned sun. We were told that the pool of water and the reservoir of water are essentially the same, even though the dimensions are different in essence they are the same. We were also told that the reflection in the pool of water and the reflection in big reservoir are also essentially the same, although the dimension will be different. And now we are told that that which is support of that small reflection in the pool of water and that which is the support of the reflection in the big reservoir of water. What is the support? What is adhisthanam What is the substratum? The sun. So sun is really the adhisthanam or substratum of reflection in number of pools of water or reflection in a big reservoir of water. That is called anupahita. So sun, when gets reflected in the water, is a upahita condition and that water will be called Upadhi, the conditioning element. So water is the Upadhi, the reflection is Upahita and the image of the sun is Anupahita. So conditioning element, conditioned and unconditioned. So now here we are told about the oneness of what we call unconditioned consciousness, that Anupahita, which is really Adhara or the support or the substratum upon which the idea of jīvatvāṁ and īśvāratvāṁ. As you say, the sense of jīva, the individuality. Or Ishvara, totality, both of them are superimposed upon what? Both these ideas are superimposed upon one awareness. Upon one awareness, we superimpose the idea and we call it jīva. Upon the same awareness, we superimpose the idea of totality and we call it Ishvara. And therefore, that one awareness which is ādhārabhūtaṁ, adhara means that we have the nature of the substratum upon which these superimpositions have taken place. So just there is a space which is the substratum upon which what we call the tree space and the forest space. Or the tree and the forest are superimposed upon what we call the substratum which is principle of space. Or what we call reflection in the pool of water and reflection in the reservoir both of which are superimposed upon one son. Similarly also Anayohu agnyana Tadu yoho that is agnanam at two levels, the Vyasti and the Samasti. And therefore now we have the ignorance which is the Vesti ignorance and ignorance which is the aggregate ignorance and we are the consciousness condition called Jiva and Ishvara. And there is one consciousness, one awareness which is Adhara or substratum of all of this. As you say, it is one substratum, one Chaitanya, one consciousness, upon which superimposition of Jiva, upon which superimposition of Ishvara. And that consciousness also is the locus of the ignorance, individual ignorance as well as the aggregate ignorance. And therefore, he is substratum of ignorance as well as the one conditioned by ignorance. Understand? So awareness is the substratum of Ajñānam, individual ignorance and Jīva, and Samashtri Ajñānam, aggregate ignorance and Ishvara. So one who is the substratum of all of this. Agnana tat upahita chaitanya yoho ādhārabhūtam yad anupahitam chaitanyam ādhārabhūtam, that is ādhāra, or the very support, or the substratum. Anupahitam, with unconditional awareness pure awareness. You must know that awareness really never gets conditioned. Even when this crystal appears to be colored, it never gets colored. And so also even when this Chaitanya or the awareness appears as jiva, is never become jiva. Or appears as Ishwara, is never become Ishwara. That jiva and Ishwara, both of them are, we would say, appearances of the same awareness. Therefore, in its, in its own glory, from its own standpoint, it remains unconditioned awareness. It is called Turiyam. Turiya actually means Chaturtha. So Chatur means four. Chaturtha means four in Sanskrit. And by some grammar rules that very Chaturtha also can be said with Turiya that Chakara, there is a, you know, the Chakara is a lighted. When you add that ya pratyaya, and therefore you have turiya or ya, so you have turiya. Turiya means chaturtha, meaning fourth. <coughs> so this is called that unconditioned awareness is called turiya, fourth. Why does this author use the word turiya, the fourth? Because that is a word that is used by Mandukya Upanishad, where we first find the exposition of the three states of consciousness. The waking, the dream, the deep sleep. Upanishad very beautifully expounds, and explains the nature of the self, says Soyamatma Chakuspat. Imagine that this Atma of the Self is made up of four quarters. What is quarters? Like the quarter of a dollar, you know. The dollar is made up of four quarters. So beauty about this quarters is, a dollar is made of four quarters. The beauty of the quarters is, when you add one into the other, then we have what? Half. When a third quarter is added, we have three quarters. When the fourth quarter is added, how many do we have? One. Interesting thing is, when four are added, you get one. So when one quarter is added into another quarter, we have a half dollar. So first quarter merges into the second one. Where third is added, both of them merge into the third one. Where fourth is added, all the three merge into the fourth one. It's a merger. One merging in together. And ultimately merging into one, which is a whole. You might say that, that one dollar alone appears as a quarter. You know, because one dollar alone is quarter, and half, and three quarters, and the one whole. Similarly also, atma is said to me. Satushpad, meaning made up of four quarters, four imaginary quarters. Atma is indivisible and undivided, but for the sake of understanding, it is said that, imagine, that Atma is made up of four quarters. What is the first quarter? The first quarter is the waker. Who is the waker? waker is the same self functioning through this body and the sense organs, and performing the transaction with the outer world, the gross world. So that state is called waking state. And the self functioning with the state is called waker. For that, the name given is Vishwa. Vishwa means a waker, with the waker. What's the second quarter? The second quarter is the dreamer. When the identification with the gross now, Vishwa is a full person, full. The full personality of the jiva is, is evident in what we call the waking state. In the waking state, there is identification with the causal body, the subtle body, and the gross body. All the three bodies. Then we go to the dream state. We have the identification with the gross body. Then we have the identification the causal body and the subtle body. And we have what we call the dream state. That is the second state. And the dreamer is called the second quarter. The dreamer is called Taiyasa, another name. The dreamer is called Taiyasa. So that's the second quarter. Then finally even the identification with the subtle body also is given up. And we have what we call the state of deep sleep. So that is the third state. And the one and the Jiva or the Atma associated with the state of deep sleep is called Prajna. So, waker, dreamer, sleeper. Vishwa, taiyasa, prajna. Waking, dream, deep sleep. Three states. The fung- one functioning in the three states. This is how it describes. These are the third three quarters. What is the fourth quarter? The fourth quarter, Upanishad says, nantaf pragnam, na bahish prajnyam, no bhaya taf prajnyam, na prajnaan ghanam is neither the dreamer, nor the waker, nor the sleeper, nor a state in between. Adrīṣṭam, avyavahāryam, av Agrahyam, that which cannot be perceived, that which cannot be grasped, that which cannot be transacted with, that which cannot, doesn't have any characteristics, that which cannot be inferred, that which cannot be thought of, that which cannot be described in words, Now how do you say it is that which cannot be, cannot be objectified by the mind, cannot be objectified by the sense organs of action, cannot be objectified by the sense organs of perception, which cannot be inferred, which cannot really be described in words? Now how do you say it is that? ekātma pratyasaram. So that which, the existence of which is established by the, the concept of I, I, I. That which manifests constantly as, constantly as I, 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 is a very self. And that's how we know that it is there. This turiya, the fourth or the self is. How do we say? Because constantly it manifests itself as self. The one self. And how many self are there? One alone. How do we say self is one alone? Because I know that I who went to sleep last night, was dreaming last night, was asleep last night, and I am the one who has waken up this morning. So we have the recollection. We have the recognition and the recollection that I who went to, the, to sleep is the one who woke up. I who woke up was I who was dreaming. And therefore I have the knowledge of the Self, the oneness of the Self in all the three states. So that which is in, which is understood the existence of it is proven by the oneness of the self that is that persists in and through all the three states he said to be the fourth there is no fourth state but the one that obtains in all the three states is called fourth because these three states, waking, dream and deep sleep states are mutually exclusive states meaning when the waking is that time the dream is not when the dream is, the deep sleep is not. When the deep sleep is, the waking and dream are not. When I am the waker, I am not a dreamer. When I am dreamer, I am not a sleeper. When I am sleeping, I am not dreaming. Because each state excludes another state. States, But that which cannot be excluded by any states is called the force. Meaning, the one who is in the waking, as well as in dream, as well as in deep sleep, as well as independent of the three states. So that fourth one is really not fourth one, but it is one. Just as the fourth quarter is not really the fourth quarter, but it is one. Because all the quarters add up to one whole. And similarly also that one whole being the self alone appears as a waker, dreamer, the deep sleeper. And he is in and through all these three states as well as, he's independent of all the three states. Not only is in and through the states, not only he alone poses as a waker, like an actor assuming different roles, and now appearing as a beggar, and then appearing as a king, and then appearing as a minister, and whatever. So one actor is in and through all these roles, as well as independent of all the roles, and similarly, that one whole self, poona purnamidam that like the complete self, that alone functions, or appears as a waker, as a dreamer, as a deep sleeper, and the one who is independent of all the three states, (coughs) he is called force, not because he is force, he is the one, understand, but with reference to the three that we know, the waking, dream and deep sleep, all the three entities that we know, the waker, dreamer and deep sleeper, because tentatively we might feel that the waker is different from the dreamer and the dreamer is different from the deep sleeper and thus we may count the waker as one dreamer is another one and sleeper is the third one which reference to this three we say that atma or the self is force therefore it is called turiya turiya means the force understand that it is not the force it is the one and he is what? the adhara, the substratum or the locus of all the three what is the waker is nothing but a superimposition upon turiya. What is the dreamer and a superimposition upon turiya, the one. And what is deep sleeper also is nothing but the superimposition upon the turiya. So even though he is called four, he is really the one because the other three are false. This is the one real one. Other three are false, but with reference to the other three, the waker, dreamer and sleeper, the Vishwa, Tayasa and Prajna, he is called Chaturia of the force. And as we can now see, how that actor is the very sub, the locus, substratum, or the support of all the three roles, and so also the Self is the support or substratum of all the three states, and the Self functioning of the three states. Yep, Anupahitam Chaitanyam. That Chaitanyam, of the awareness, that Anupahitam, unconditioned. It is called Turiyam the Fourth. <coughs> How do you say that? So it says, Shantam Shivam Advaidam Chaturtham Manyante. It says Manyante, it says Manyante. So Atma Savignyaham. So there, Mandukya Upanishad, from where this statement is quoted, says, Ekātmā pratyasāram, as I said, the turi or the self is known by, therefore you have to follow that one self. In order to know the self, what you should do? Focus your attention on that one self, that one I that persists in all the three states, and that is independent of all the three states. Prapancho paśamam, that is where all the prapancha, meaning the prapancha means samsara. The sense of individuality, the waking, dreaming, deep sleep, all is called prapancha or samsara. All of that gets completely resolved in him. Prapancha Shantam, and therefore one that is of the nature of silence or quietude. Silence also means shantam, where there is no conflict at all, where there is no duality at all. Shivam, shiva means of the nature of ananda, happiness. So that have the nature of awareful happiness, shivam. Advaita means that which is non-dual, devoid of the duality. Apparently the waker looks like different from dreamer, looks like different from the sleeper, but Turiya is the one who is devoid of all this duality. Saturtam, he is figuratively called force. Maya, sankhya Turiyam is called force only from the standpoint of that, the other three because this three is a creation of Maya and from that standpoint is called fourth. Saturtham, Manyande. Say to be, or thought to be the fourth. So, Atma, he is a self, so, he is to be known. <clears throat> and thus, the purpose of describing all this ultimately is to bring us to this puriya, the fourth, or the real one, who is in and through the three, and transcends the three. He is immanent, as well as transcendent. How the actor is immanent, as well as transcendent. The actor is imminent or pervading all the roles, at the same time he transcends all the roles. Even while he pervades the roles, he is immanent in all the roles, simultaneously he is transcendent. It is not that he will transcend the roles only when he gives up the roles. Even when, is, even when he is putting on the roles, he still transcends the roles, because he knows that it is different from them. And so also this puriya is immanent in waking, dream, and deep sleep, in all of them, he pervades all the three states, supports them, sustains them, fills them up, and simultaneously he transcends all the states. So with that, with reference to that, Lord Krishna says, all the beings are in me, but I am not in them. You can say, all the roles are in me, I am not in them. Meaning I, I they are all supported by me. I am not dependent on them. Roles are there, then also I am there. Roles are not, then also I am. The waking is, I am. Waking is not, I am. Just I, I am I am there, therefore the waking is. And I am there whether the waking is there or not. This is called Turiya, or chatur, or force satma so, that's the nature of the self svignaya so, hai and is twin on in the kaivalya upanishad which as I said it is going to be taken in the uh, christmas camp leda birth which is which also gives you it's the same idea it says trishudhamasya adbhogyam bhokta bhogasye dvavet tebhyo vilaksha sakshi cinmatroham sada shivah says Trishudhamasu yad bhogyam. In all the three states, yad bhogyam, that which is bhogyam, to be experienced. So we pass through the three states waking, dream, and deep sleep. In every experience, three elements are involved the experiencer, that which is experienced, and the experience. These three are involved. So in each state, there is an experiencer the waker, dreamer, the sleeper, Vishwa a Pragna. Then there is an experienced. In waking we experience what we call the gross world. In dream state we experience the subtle world. In deep sleep state we experience the causal world. So what we experience also changes as experiencer also changes. So gross, subtle, and the causal. So Trishw Dhamasu, they are called dhāma or abodes. So these are the three abodes of the Self. Or sometimes they are called the three cities in which the Self is travelling. So Self is a traveller, constantly travelling. From one city to the other and from second to the third. To a city called the waking, to a city called the dream and then to a city called the deep sleep. So in all these three cities, in all the three states, there is bhogyam, the gross, subtle and the causal objects of experience. Bhokta, the enjoyer and the experiencer, the waker, the dreamer and the deep sleep. Bhoga, hai, and the experience. So in the g- waking state there is an experience, dream state another kind of experience, deep sleep yet another kind of experience. So this is called the triputi, or the triad. Triad means these three elements, the, en- the experiencer, the object of experience, and the experience. In each three states, these three are different, the experiencer, the experienced and the experience. behave, <coughs> vilakshaha. One who is distinct from all the three. That's how also you can call it fourth. Of course, the fourth is called with reference to the three states. But he can be called fourth with reference to these three. Who are the three? The experiencer, the experienced and the experience. Experiencer called the bhokta. Experienced is called bhogya. The experience is called bhoga. So bhogta, bhogya, bhoga. These are the three, this Thrayad make up all of our transactions. Tevya vilakshanahan One who is distinct from all the three. One who is distinct from the the experiencer and the experienced and the What is he? Sakshi. One who illumines all the three. One who is a witness of all the three or eliminates all the three. He eliminates even the experiencer. He eliminates experienced and experienced. experience. Chinmatroham Sadashivaha Who am I? I am the one who is distinct from all the three. Their witness, their illuminator. Chinmatraha, of the nature of pure awareness. Sadashivaha, ever auspicious, ever pure, ever the nature of ananda, I am. There the declares, Who am I? Sadashivah. I am ever auspicious. Chinmatraha. Pure awareness. Sakshi, The witness. The illuminator. Who illumines all these three. The waker. The waking. And the waking experience. The dreamer. The dream objects. And the dream experience. The sleeper. The sleep object. And the sleep experience. One is distinct from all the three. And eliminating all the three. That pure awareness. Of the nature of ānanda or fullness, that's Sadāshiva, I am. This is called Turiya in Mandukya, and that Turiya is referred to here. And continuing the discussion, we were told that the subject matter here is Jiva Brahma Aikyam. The theme of Vedanta, the theme of all the Upanishads, the theme of this text also is to reveal the identity of Jiva and Brahma, to reveal the true nature of the Jiva, the Self. In between so many things were talked, you know, and you may get distracted. The forest and the trees and the conditioned space and the reflection and the Dhyarupa and the and all kinds of things were ta- ta- talked about so we might perhaps lose our focus as to what is the main thing that we are talking about. Therefore, the author brings us back, our attention back to the main theme in the discussion. It says here in the passage 50, tadupahita <inaudible> 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 Chaitanya Abhyam, Taptayaf Pindavata, Aviviktam, Aviviktam San, Mahavakyasya, Vachyam, Viviktam Sat, Lakshmitish, Putyadeh, Avivittam Sat Mahavakyasya. Idameva <coughs> Turiyam. This very Turiya that we now talked about. So how nicely the discussion is led to what we call Turiya. The force, the pure awareness. And the author says now, Idameva Turiyam. This very Turiya, the very force one, the very pure awareness that we now, we just mentioned. Shuddha Chaitanyam, which is Shuddha Chaitanyam, the pure awareness of the pure consciousness. Or the pure intelligence, unconditioned knowledge or unconditioned intelligence or unconditioned consciousness. Shuddha means unconditioned. It is called Shuddha or pure or unconditioned with a reference to conditioning that we experience. What we always experience constantly is conditioned awareness, conditioned knowledge, conditioned intelligence, which in its true nature is unconditioned, Shuddha chaitanyam Ajñānādhi upahita tastāyaf, pindavat <coughs> When this awareness, it is not distinguished, it is not separated or not distinguished from the Agnana, the upādhi, and upahita. Like this crystal, for example. So, crystal is there, the upādhi is there, namely the blue, Paper, the blue napkin, let us say, so blue towel, whatever. So, this is blue, cloth is called upari. Then, the crystal is when it appears blue, it is upahita. So, this combination here is compared to another illustration given in this particular passage, tattaayath pindavat. Like, I have pinda or a ball of iron, a lump of iron or a ball of iron, which is. Placed in fire and therefore it becomes red hot. So we have an entity called the iron ball, the fire ball. Just as here we have an entity called the blue crystal. Similarly, we have the fire ball. And so if one does not know that the color and the crystal really, that the color does not belong to the crystal, that even when the crystal appears to be colored, in fact it is not colored. Even the- So when you point out as crystal, what are you finding out from the standpoint of the person who does not know the true nature of the crystal? The crystal is blue crystal, meaning when, on account of ignorance, the crystal and the upadi, the conditioning element, and upahita, the blueness, blue crystal, when these are not distinguished, then you have one entity there, blue crystal. Even though it is not one entity, in fact there are two entities, the blue color, and the crystal and what we have to do is to be able to do viveka or discriminate between the two that the blueness belongs to the cloth and the crystal is pure but when that viveka or discrimination is not there then one takes it to be blue crystal or when you do not have the discrimination that iron is black and cold and round and fire is red and hot When we do not know this distinction, then we feel that here is a round fireball. We think that the fire is round. So when we call it round fire, then we are actually lumping the two things, the roundness that belongs to the iron and the red color and the heat that belongs to the fire. And we call it one entity, fireball. So if one does not know the distinction between iron and fire, then he calls that entity a firewall. and when you know then you say hey this this uh, this fireball burned me this iron burned me you might say the iron just as you say the tea burned my tongue sometimes it's drinking tea or coffee is too hot and this happens often in, in traveling in railway in railroad in India then the railway you know the train stops on many stations Early morning at 5 o'clock or 5.30 or 6 o'clock the train has stopped and you want a cup of tea. And then on the, on the railway platform, we have all those fellows, uh, you know, who come with a Tea, you know. So tea and coffee they bring. So you get a cup of hot tea. Except that the train stops only for two minutes. And you must drink the tea and return the cup to that fellow, you know, and pay the money. And so, people try to gulp that tea. And in the process, your mouth is burned. This happens often pizza for example, you are so eager to eat it, you just put it in your mouth and it burns. So this is what, then you say, pizza burnt me, the tea burnt me, when you say tea burnt me or coffee burnt me or water burnt me sometimes when it falls on our body, it is not that the water that burns or the tea that burns or coffee that burns, what burns is fire. The tea can never burn children are asking this uh, one one child this is a joke for children you know that this man dipped his fingers in a cup full of tea and still his fingers were not wetted you know his fingers were not wetted even though he he uh, placed his fingers in a cup full of tea how is it so when you place your fingers and insert your fingers in the tea cup then our hand, the fingers will be wetted. Fingers were not wetted. Why? Because the tea was dry, you know. So, dry leaf. <laughs> That's how children joke, you know. And similarly, also, but here, when we are saying that the tea burned me, it is not really the tea that burns, what burns is the fire. <clears throat> and if one does not know, then tea and fire, both of them are lumped together, and we have one entity which is hot tea, or, you know. So, tea is not hot fire is hot although we call it hot tea all right tea never gets hot it is fire that is hot for the water in association fire gets hot because it is a fire which is hot even when the water burns it is a fire that burns so this discrimination should be there if it is not there then you have one entity called hot tea another entity called the fireball another entity called the blue crystal similarly we have called the jiva Who is jiva? Same, the ignorance is the conditioning element, and what is conditioned is that consciousness, pure awareness, and not knowing the distinction between the two, we say here is a jiva, so when I refer to myself as I, what do I usually refer to, what do I usually mean? I means jiva, the ego or the limited individual. So when I call myself a limited being, there is an aviveka or a lumping of the two elements, two principles. One is that sense of individuality that belongs to agnanam or upadi. Another is that I or the pure awareness. So says, avivektam satam. So when we are not able to distinguish between the pure awareness and the conditioning elements, Mahavakyasya vakyasya vachyam bhavati. The author is now simply planting these ideas in our mind, about which a detailed discussion will follow later on. He is referring here to Mahavakya. Mahavakya means a major statement. What is the major, major statement? Tattva that thou art. That's the major statement. As you know in that, there are three words, Tatt, Tvam, and Asi. Tattpada, Tvampada, Asipada. Tatt means Brahma, Tva means you, and uh, see you are, you are Brahman. That's what is being said. <coughs> what do I understand as you? I understand myself as I, meaning a limited being. So when I am not able to discriminate between the real I and the conditioned I, then there is what we call lumping together of the I and the upari. Then that becomes the Vachyatha. Vachya means what? The immediate meaning. So when we are told you, the, imme- the meaning that immediately strikes is called Vachyartha or the literal meaning. The meaning that immediately strikes. When somebody says, you, come here, what do I think? I am the individual, the jiva who is being addressed. And when we said that, then we understand that we are the Lord, the omniscient, omnipotent, and so this from means jiva and tat means Ishvara, are what we call vachyartha, the meanings that immediately strike us when these words are uttered, when we have not given thought to the true meaning of these words. We have not given thought to the true meaning of I, and have taken for granted that I am a jiva. not given the thought to the true meaning of tat or that, and taken for granted that it is Ishvara, <coughs> Then they are called vachartha. Vachartha means the literal meaning or the immediate meaning or the principal meaning. But naturally a statement when they say that you are Ishvara, you are that, then I know definitely that I am limited in every respect and therefore I cannot be that. Then when we give a thought to what should we be the, what exactly does the statement mean? So when a statement is uttered and when the Vachyartha or the the prevalent meaning does not make sense in that particular context then alone we have to look for another meaning the red runs when you are saying the red runs naturally you look you know that the red cannot run because red color cannot run red color must always have a locus when you see that a horse is running Meaning what? A red horse is running. So when you say red runs, what you should mean is the red horse runs. So since in this statement red runs, does not really make sense. Therefore, the word red is understood to be red horse. So red stands for red horse. So the red horse is what we call lakshyartha, the implied meaning of the word red in this particular statement. So where the vachyartha or immediate meaning or the popular meaning or the prevalent meaning does not make sense in a particular statement in a particular context then we go for what they call Lakshyarsa or implied meaning <coughs> here also when it is a tattva that thou art then naturally thou or I is limited in every way that Ishvara is limitless in every way since these two cannot be identical therefore we have to investigate what is the true meaning of that and thou. So, vivek tam sata. Then we realize that in what I call I, there is a lumping together. Lumping together of I, which is a pure awareness, as well as non-I, which is this body, the sense organs, the mind, and the intellect. And thus, by lumping together, I have come to this notion or the conclusion that I am a limited being. So, vivek tam sata. When we just do viveka or discrimination, then laksham it is Then that very same consciousness, pure consciousness, is Lakshyam. The conditioned consciousness is vachyam or vachyata. Pure consciousness is lakshyata. Vachyata means immediate meaning. That strikes. When that word is a term. And lakshyata is the implied meaning that we are able to see when we really Investigate into the meaning of that word when the immediate meaning does not make sense in a given context then we look for what is it, what should the meaning that would make sense and the meaning that arrive at we arrive at is called Lakshartha, the implied meaning thus <coughs> turiyam suddha chaitanyam that very suddha chaitanya or the pure awareness when not discriminated from the upadi and the upahita is what is comes to be called Jiva and Ishvara, and very same pure consciousness when discriminated from the upadi and the upahita then is known as pure awareness or Shuddha Chaitanya and this is the subject matter this is the theme the idea is, this is the one that we have to know and for knowing the Shuddha Chaitanya alone all the discussions are so all the discussions are meant for knowledge of the Shuddha Chaitanya alone therefore the author brings our attention back to this main theme that runs in and through all the discussions. So we may feel that there is a distraction, but the purpose of all the discussions ultimately to bring our attention back to this. om purna madapurna midam purapurna madachade puranasya puranamadaya om shante shante shanti shankaram shankaraacharyam keshavam vaadarayanam Sutra bhashya kruta vande guru ratme de murti vedavibhagine gyomavadyapta dehaya dakshya murtaye namaha um shantishanti shanti Harihi Om Shri Gurubhya Namaha Harihi Om